know my name Diamonds in my teeth, I got a lot of shine Running up the number, that's a lot of crime If you try to take it from me, must be at your mind I eat time, lot of slime Smokey in the air, that's a lot of pine Pockets running over with the dollar sign Welcome to episode 274 of Fourth and John. I'm Gail Saunders here with Chris Malley and Mal Davis. Mal times Deuce over here. Uh, These guys, man, uh, first and foremost, put in a ton of work during the the draft season. Not just – I mean, they're watching tape. I wouldn't have any – other dudes that I respect uh, really doing the grind. Cause not, not, not everyone's really about the grind out here, but it, it's always great to see you guys during draft season. Uh, I, I'm excited. I know, uh, you know, the, the Sixers are fucking up some vibes, but I'm excited about the draft. Uh, it's, it's right around the corner. Um, you know, it, it's just a matter of uh, you get to that moment in the draft study where you, you're just like, can I watch any more film? Do do I need to go back and watch more prospects? Did I devalue someone for no reason? I think that's where I am in in the process. I, I, I'm still going back and look at looking at more prospects day three, trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, but overall, man, I mean, how you guys feeling? I mean, first and foremost, Chris, a little yeah, a little recent news. Uh, you might want to let us know about uh this uh, this image here. You you might want to you know tell the people. So, uh, be spending the next couple of months going to Sweat University. No, um, so I signed, <laughs> I, 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 I signed a uh, closing deal with uh, Sweat Taylor. Uh, so, Gail and I, we were down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and we knew that Adam reached out to us on Twitter, but it was, like, so hectic. We were just, like, taking it all in down there, and then all of a sudden – Adam like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Yo, man, what's going on?" He's like, "I'm Adam." And I'm like, "Oh, dude, I know who you are." And then he just introduced himself to both Gail and I, and we're like looking out in the field, and like every single player and all the coaches all had Sweat Taylor on, and they literally sponsored the whole Senior Bowl the last couple of years. Uh, Jason Kelsey, um, Nick Foles, uh, Kyle Brandt, like all Mike Arafolo, all these guys wear Sweat Taylor. And right when I got home, I started talking to Adam. And he hit me up when he was back in Cali. And he's like, yo, dude, like, let's do something. And then after that, we just started talking, uh, did a photo shoot, uh, did a whole – I did an interview and a blog and everything. And I'm now the new brand ambassador of uh, Sweat Taylor. And it's cool, though, because um, we'll see if George Karloftis ends up in uh, Philadelphia because he's also one of the new brand ambassadors. So that'll be interesting. Oh, and a cool, nice. Uh, nice. Collaboration. But no, it, it's awesome, man. Get uh, everyone in the chat. Get all you guys uh, discounts for yourself, friends and family. Uh, wouldn't be here without any of you guys. And I want to make sure that I side with a brand that pays it forward and pays it back and gets everyone hooked up with deals and everything. Really good clothes, though. It's awesome. Pretty swaggy stuff. <laughs> uh, now, Mal, how you feeling out there, my guy? Y'all kicking it, bro. I'm thinking I was just reminiscing like this deja vu all over again. I think this is the second draft season I've been rocking with Mali. Um, and so you know it's 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 just a blessing, bro. Um, 
As far as swag, I don't got no no sweat tailor, you know what I mean? But the third lap, I'm just keeping it 100. That's that's a whole nother level. But the third lap gear, um, all of that swag is out. Cop it. Um, Mind Your Mentals podcast, that's coming out real soon uh, through Breaking Tea. So just excited about that stuff, man. Been grinding with the podcast. We're always happy to see real ones getting it, man. And so, you know, y'all know how I feel about Melly. That's the homie. That's the young boy, man. Um, so excited about that, but more than anything, just excited to be talking this draft. You already know how it is, man. You know how excited I get about this stuff. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's almost like it's like Christmas, you know. Like I, I just went to my boss's office. I, I let him know, like, uh, I'm taking Thursday and Friday off. Where you go? Where you going, Gail? Where you going? I'm I'm not going anywhere. It's draft <laughs> day. It's important. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going nowhere except. I mean, we are going. Uh, Couple of us going to the the draft Eagles draft party on draft night. I know, I know, I know. Chris is going to be right in front of the television, glued with his headphones on. You know, sound uh, and no, no, nothing to bother him on that day. I think. I, I mean, everybody has their own prep for draft day. Usually, we do a live stream. We're going to be doing a live stream on Friday, all of Friday and all of Saturday. For if you draft geeks want to just come in together and. Drop in and drop out. We'll be around all day. I'll be streaming for seven hours each day. So lot, lot, lot of time for everyone. A lot of time for everyone to talk draft. So if you guys are in the chat and wanted to join the show and jump on, this is the show to do so on Friday and Saturday. But uh, tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, uh, NFL draft superlatives. So pretty much just trying to we got we got ten superlatives. We, we can we can freelance as well. But just in just in general, just to get some juice going for the draft and get some people to think about some prospects we've been looking at. Uh, love to tap into your draft minds. Are you guys, are you guys ready for this? Yes, sir. Let's get Always. it done. And we got a mock draft, y'all. So if you you want to join the mock draft at the end of this, feel free to do so. It's going to be interesting because because me, Chris, and Matt, like you know, Prime and Evan and, and I think myself. Did one, and then we did one with uh, Mal. But now we're gonna have to figure it out. Bang the table. <laughs> you ready for this? You ready for this? These are gonna be arguments, or we're gonna we're gonna be the draft room that fist bumps. I think we'll be. Yeah, I don't we'll think see. it's gonna be arguments, but yeah, we're, we'll see. Okay, all right. Uh, so starting off with our first superlative, I let um I let Chris start off first, bringing it up here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, hold on one second. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Mally, uh, who are you going to be for the draft? You going to be in Cali? Nah, bro. So I, I wish I was out in Vegas because I, I got a text this morning and it was from, uh, the producer of Chris Long show. And he goes, yo, bro, mm -hmm. you're going to be, you're going to be out in Vegas with us. And I'm like, I'm like, no, but I wish. He's like, man, like we got the whole casino because they're sponsored by Winbet, and the Win has a whole casino. And I'm like, bro, like, I I almost spur the moment, just like got on a plane with Las Vegas because I'm like, dude, an entire casino and weekend with Chris Long and all the other NFL guys, like, that would be crazy. I, I wish gonna, I was going. I wish I was going, man. Yeah, dude. I'm just gonna be at home, man. I it, Gail mm. hit me up with the invite for the stadium, and JT hit me up too. 
And he's like, man, I can't believe, like, you don't want to do it. I'm like, I've been on the field enough times where, like, I've got to enjoy it. And if you haven't been on the field or going to the draft party, I highly encourage it. But for me, like, the last time I was there, it was, like, too much of a headache because, like, I try to, like, mm-hmm. chill and just, like, lock in on, like, the draft and everything. And, like, it, it's difficult. Like, if I'm not doing the show with you guys and, like, talking to everyone in the chat, like, I just like being, like, with locked like, in locked in because like i love i live for the giraffe i love the giraffe it's it's too much man when you're at the stadium and you got like little kids running on your jordans and stuff it's crazy yeah i mean i, I missed out last year but i, I was kind of like we i mean we've been doing this live for the last couple of years so i mean it, it's definitely a definitely a good vibe but um getting getting to these super 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 superlatives <laughs> uh Here's the first one, y'all. Uh, people in the chat, if you want to join in, join in. Uh, so here's the first one, Chris. You up first? Prospect who instantly live up to the hype. Mm. Uh, I heard that saying, "Don't believe the hype," but you know who, who who's a prospect that is going to live up to the draft hype? So this is this has been my guy. It's still my guy. I think it's going to be Jermaine Johnson. I think that hmm. he is a day one plug and play starter. I think he's a guy that can fit any scheme. Uh, he is top notch in the run game, and he's an 11 uh, plus sack guy in college in last year. And unfortunately, anyone I talk to keeps on saying the Giants are like, we're taking him with one of our top picks. And I'm like, killing me because i love jermaine johnson if he's on the giants that's gonna kill me inside because that that kid's legit and i just don't see how he's not gonna have a really good first year and a really good career in general jermaine johnson i like that one uh absolutely now who you got i'm going jordan davis man i was going between him and sauce but i'm gonna go jordan davis um i think jordan davis would be real special in the league but so much of this really depends on position fit, right? Like, depends on what scheme you go to. Like, nobody's a can't miss if you go to the wrong scheme. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Jordan Davis. I think that, you know, if you put him in a two-gap, even if you one-gap him, you know, as a three-technique, I think that he can really be disruptive. Um, a lot of this depends on his ability to maintain his weight, right? Like, if he balloons up too big, then that means how many snaps he can play. But uh, in my opinion, Jermaine, um, sorry, Jermaine, I, I agree with Jermaine Johnson. <laughs> Jordan Davis is special, man. And I think that in, in the right system, he could be a difference maker. Now, talking about Jermaine, a guy, man, like he, I feel like he's he's got a lot of tools. I think he's very well-rounded as an edge rusher. I think, you know, he's got that mean streak in him. He's got, uh, he's got that dog in him that you like. Um, you know, talk about the freaky traits of Jordan Davis. I feel like he's a guy that – um. At the end of the day, you can't take away some of the things he does. I mean, the for his size and the way he gets off the ball, sometimes it's you, you're just you're trying to like figure out what he's going to be at the next level. And I, hey, if he gets that NFL body and that NFL mindset, that could be a freaky combination. Uh, but if I'm going to go different. Um, I'm, I'm going to go. It took me. It took me a little bit. To, uh, I, I feel like uh, you know I, everyone knows I'm a Garrett Wilson stand, but I've. Uh, Fell in love with the idea of a Jameson Williams. I feel like his his speed, his explosiveness. At the end of the day, you, that's a trait that he's got kind of locked up. You know, if he if he can become become a new, you know, he's got some nuance to his, his route running. I think at, at the end of the day, that's the kind of that's the kind of asset that te- NFL teams all across the league want to have in their offense. So 
I think that hype is real when it when it when it comes to Jamison Williams. I'm gonna look in he's the chat. He's a game breaker, bro. Yeah, he's the type of dude that quick slant hitch, running the nine route right. Like he can break the game in so many ways. He can hit you at three different levels. Um, that body type, you know, we saw what Devontae was able to do as like a little slider frame dude, uh, but. Jamison is taller, so you know, got to see if that body type could hold up in the NFL if he could add some mass. But that dude could fly. You know, I'm a Drake London thing. Like everybody that know know that I'm all about Drake <laughs> London. But um, you know, Jamison, man, he could do things that not many of the wide receivers can do in this draft at his height, like that height, weight, speed. So uh, in the chat, Kevin is saying Sauce is a beast. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's another guy. He's another guy that uh, he he's got he's got all. All the, the makings of uh, being a talent. Uh, let's see. Mike Dunn, he says his is Trayvon Walker. Very interesting prospect who is – he's all over the board. But now these nowadays, we're top overall, top he's, five. Yeah. Vegas can, got him the odds that he's number one, bro. You, you guys, do you want to speak to that? Do you think you think Trayvon Walker is going to go top 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 pick overall? No, I think I think it's all smoke just to push people down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm they, not, I they did look that. into it. They did look into it a lot, but they really kind of have like the one ABC with their guys. So like, Walker's just up there because people are trying to get they're trying to tempt someone that wants him to move up because Jacksonville like the, any of the top four guys they like and they're kind of interchangeable in their mind because they need it all. They need an edge rusher and they need a tackle. So. It's kind of like whatever for them, but they re-signed Robinson, so I could see them just yeah. maybe moving back a little bit and getting like Hutchinson or Thibodeau, but maybe Walker later. But they're kind of interchangeable, so I don't really see him going one because the value is not there if they can get someone to move up. <laughs> for me, it's tough, man. Like those Georgia players, like there's so much talent on that defense that it's kind of hard to individually evaluate the dudes, right? Like I'm a huge Jordan Davis fan. Um, you know, you have Nakobe, but like in reality, this Walker skyrocketing. I was reading Bob Quinn's write up on Go Long earlier, and a lot of it is attributed to the fact that like he blew up in the combine, and so he's getting some Mike Mamula sort of comparisons. Um, you know, I, I like Walker, he's disruptive, but to go number one over Hutchinson or even Thibodeau for that matter. I feel like that's a stretch, man. I feel like you yeah. you really try to get cute and number one pick overall, that's not the time to get cute. I, I, I would think take Jermaine you, over him. I would definitely take Jermaine over him without a it's question. It's not even close. Like the thing, the thing, I think some teams like, oh, you can move him around. You can put him in different interchangeable spots. I hit him, yep. him on, in like a NASCAR package. He'd give some guards some fit, some fits. So I, mm-hmm. I get it. But like top overall pick is supposed to be slam dunk, set it and forget it. Uh, you know, I'm not He's there also- with him. He's 271, so it's not like he's 280 mm. with that skill set, right? 285 with that skill set, you know what I mean? Like, that's what made Aaron Donald an anomaly. Like, he's 271, and so, yeah, you can kick him inside versus some guards, but, like, you put him against the wrong guard, he's going to get mauled to death, right? Like, they're going to kick him inside and double-team him with the center, he's going to get mauled to death. And so I don't know that Trayvon is somebody I will go number one. Um, yeah, I think Hutchison probably goes number one. Short arms, but like his motor is bananas. Uh, now, D. Morg, uh, his prospect is Garrett. Garrett cannot be guarded and wins at the last. Garrett's just he, he's just he's an overall rounded 
very well-rounded prospect. I think he's ex- explosive. Uh, also an Eagle fan, kind of, kind of fits the perfect uh, match. Uh, I think I think Garrett Wilson is actually he's he's going he's going. I think he's going to be the first first off the board taken. Or, yeah, or unless top, unless unless uh, JMO goes earlier. Um, we got people already clamoring up to trade up for, for three for Sauce. Okay, uh, over three. That's a little spicy. It's a little I, spicy. Cost uh, way too much. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. What about six? Move off us. I mean, that's that's another. Said that's the first it's and the still third. Still going right? to cost a lot yeah. more than that. Uh, I mean, we did the numbers the last time. Just looking at like the the pro the pick allocations for points wise, it was a first mm-hmm. and a third to move up from where they are, fifteen to six, which isn't. Wild, but I would assume if so, if it's going to be a competition, it's a second. It's actually that spot. It's actually a first, first and a second. And a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, nah. that's what I'm ten, saying. I'm saying yeah, it's at nah. least at least a second. I'm like ten ten fifty, and then three ninety gets you to around like fourteen forty yeah. year round, and some change. And if, if they're if they're willing to move back, I mean, if you if that's that's the spot, maybe or you know they make a deal with uh, the Jets on, on a trade. I think call that's. Up, I, Call I, think that's, I think that's already done. That's yeah. already done. No, like it's in place. Like if the yeah, yeah, person yeah. stop is a ten, that's already done. Joe Douglas and Howie already have it in place. Yeah, and they got they they got their handshake. That's that's already done. It's gonna be for. I don't know why and what world it's gonna happen, but that's all I keep hearing that Hamilton's sliding for some reason. If it's Hamilton, Sauce, or Stingley falls is falling to ten, they're gonna move. <sighs> Yeah, I, that, which that is would completely love. fine. Completely that, fine. That would be love. That would be yeah. love. Uh, uh, moving move, move right along to our second superlative. See, I got it out that time. Superlative. Uh, <laughs> most likely to fall out of the top ten. Look how look how sad man's looks. Very upset. I don't even know who that man's is. Uh, so most likely to fall out of the top ten. Speaking of uh, what Chris just talked about, but uh, who would who would be that guy for you, Chris? Falling out of the top ten, man. I would say, dude. There's so much talk right now. That's why it's so it's it's tough because I think that if anything, it might end up being. I think I think Hamilton's 100% is still gonna go top 10 because someone's someone's gonna take him maybe at 10 might be us. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Andrew Booth because that's someone that was talked about a little bit in the top 10, but that injury. But he's not. I can't even count him, man. It's it's tough. I would say Jameson Williams maybe just for the injury because he was this, a bona fide top 10 pick before the injury. So if anything, him. But he still could go in the top 10. That's a really tough one because it's really that weird right now the top 10 yeah, it, 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 it's tough uh we got kenny pickett vibes falling out of the top 10 uh adam michael gibbs says kyle hamilton uh d morgan in the building says kyle um let's see let's 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 go to uh let's go to let's go to mal who you got yeah for me it's between hamilton and stingley um i think that hamilton just his like going back to watch the tape, I like him as a prospect, but then you sort of 
cross-reference it with some mm. of the athletic on-field stuff, like the actual numbers themselves, it's hard to say, right? Like, you know, is he somebody that's going to end up having to be like more in the box versus somebody that can play the deep third? Um, and then Stingley Jr., like him as a prospect, but after his freshman year, um, didn't really leave much on tape, dealing with a lot of injuries. And so Mally had mentioned Booth, right? Like you've seen a couple of guys, even potentially Trent McDuffie, pass him as far as like those top corners in the draft. And so um, if I had to just nail one, I'm going to go Stingley dropping out the top 10, not really just because of talent as much as like injury concerns and questions about whether or not he'll hold up for a 17-game season now. That's interesting. You know, I, I was thinking about, you know, that whole Hamilton, like once I started thinking about how teams viewed him, do they view him as a – as a, as a safety who can cover, you know, slot slot run, wide receivers, you know, the shifty kind, um, or do they see him a guy who's going to cover these tight ends? I think that's yeah. more of his his lane. Um, yeah. I do I do think he's he's got range, but I, I think with his football IQ, he makes up for a lot of space of how he sees the field. But he's definitely not Lewis seen fast. Like on the back end, like I think Lewisine can can run. I don't think, um, but I, I think you know. Again, at the end of the day, like I trust this dude uh, on the back end of our defense. I, th- I just think it w- would it would be exactly what we're looking for. Um, but I think it's like you asking him to do something a little bit different, right? Like in the cover two shell versus coming down to having to go against like a, a shifty slot receiver. His hit fluidity is not somebody that's going to be able to play in that kind of space with different option routes, right? Like, I don't know that I want him up at the line of scrimmage versus the slot receivers, tight ends all day. Um, and then definitely playing deep and being able to see it in front of him, click and close by all means. But uh, like I said, Stingley for me, but I would not be surprised if, if Hamilton starts to slide on draft day. Now Todd says Kyle Hamilton is going to be the next Taylor Mays is my fear. Oh, that's a, that's a nice USC pull. But Taylor Mays didn't have the, like, football IQ part, right? Like, he was a specimen, but he didn't really know the game. I would say Kyle Hamilton is, is smart enough to adapt. Yeah. Uh, Brandon asks, uh, percentage of Howie moving up. We're going to actually – that's one of our superlatives. But percentage of Howie moving up, quick, quick. 51%. 69%. Oh, nice! That's, that's, you know what I like? Yeah. That's my favorite number right there. So nice. yeah, that's gotcha. it. Uh, yeah, I got I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I think it, the board warrants a move up here. I'm gonna go seventy-one <laughs> percent. <laughs> Playing the prices right out here. Uh, uh, let's see. Todd is saying I'd rather go peach Petrie overseen or seen. I hate. Bring one in. Bring one in. Bring one in. Uh, yes. Yeah. Puga saying 69. Nice. So moving right along to our, our next one. Uh, uh, let's see. Size and speed prospect everyone needs to, to know about. What do you got on it? What do you got on size and speed prospect everyone needs to know about? We'll go Mally. I mean, my guy, Christian Watson. I mean, this is the dude that has had the most, like, prolific 
uh, draft season and all the offseason was unbelievable. I mean, you didn't even love Jordan Davis on there. That dude's a freaking nature. But Christian Watson is a legitimate six three and a half, two twenty, runs in the four threes, catches everything, and people were like, he, he checked off every box because before the Senior Bowl, everyone's like, all right, <laughs> this dude looks like he's playing like easy mode on Madden, but everyone's like, oh, the competition, the competition. But then Gail and I and all the staff on NFL staff sees firsthand he's cooking everyone at the Senior Bowl. All the SEC guys, all the Big Ten guys, Kobe Bryant, who is the who won best cornerback in the entire nation, he's giving every single person business. He's too fast. He's too strong. He has arguably some of the best hands in the draft. I mean, I think Christian Watson is one of the biggest freaks in the draft, and his stock is going up a lot, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. But I think Christian Watson's probably the most interesting prototype guy because – him and London are like pretty close in height, but London was probably gonna run like a four six in his forty, but he opted out smartly. And then you got Watson running at four three, so it's gonna be really interesting to see how he uh, transitions to the NFL. Interesting. Uh, who, who's your size and speed prospect? Everyone needs to know about mouth. So I'm going Jalen Armour Davis from Alabama, the cornerback, one year starter, somebody that people don't really have a lot of information about. And I actually came across Armour Davis watching Alabama film, and he just kept popping on tape. I'm like, who the hell is this corner making all of these plays? Um, went back, did a little bit of a deep dive on him. And he's somebody that I feel like will ultimately end up going higher than a lot of folks are predicting him to go. Um, I would not be this, be surprised if he ends up going like end of day two. I think coming into like the sort of draft season, off season, I should say, he was somebody that was going to go like, day three um but ran a four three nine you know has 34 and a half inch vert 14 on the press at the combine and that six one almost 200 pounds man i mean really fits the the height weight speed prototype of what you look for for a boundary corner um really highly recruited out of high school and it kind of all clicked for him in his last year i know that they're you know usually red flags for folks that really don't produce until their final season um but when you're talking about guys at alabama Look at who's ahead of them usually, right? And so you you you're playing behind ultimately the best players in the country, and so you know you see some guys produce late at Bama that arguably would have been four year starters at lesser schools. So um, Jalen Armour Davis, man, somebody that I've been banging the table for. Um, I wish I could get a one on one with him versus Christian Watson out of curiosity just to see how he holds his own with with a big dog like that. But yeah, man, I'm excited about Armour Davis, and I would love to see him be an Eagle, man. I think in two years he could be one of the best corners on, in the game for sure. Two to three. Uh, my size and speed prospect, uh, Tariq Woolen. Uh, he, he's a guy, you know, yeah. former wide receiver. You know, it's it's not it's not every day you see a guy that size that can move like he does. I think he's still raw. You know, just being a wide receiver for the last, you know, he he's he's got that mindset that you like, but the guy who moves but low four threes. They would say it was a four two six, but you know if it's a four three range for that size, I mean you know, you know you can play man, can play zone. I think if you're looking for a big corner at the next level and and, and, and a guy that you could mold, you know uh, 
we got an Adam Michael Gibbs with the same mindset. I mean, he, he's a guy that uh, it was it was funny because me, Chris, and uh, Louie were at the um, – it was day three of practice, and he's standing there. It, all three of us were just like <laughs> – we, we, it was like one of those moments where, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pete, uh, the coach for the Seattle Seahawks, when he looked at DK, it, mm. it was just like, you know. Or was it Jonathan – um, the lineman from Alabama, he was just looking at him like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Am I alone here in this room? Okay, we'll, we'll go somewhere else. I'm trying to, there's uh, a lot of references. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what you're talking about. Is it, was it Jonathan Abrams? No, who's the, who was the lineman from? Uh, so the lineman from who? Alabama. Are you, are you thinking about when like Derrick Henry and like Mark Ingram were next to each other? Mm-hmm. Or you, or are you thinking Someone about the, no? You're talking about you're talking about dudes from Baylor. You're talking about um. Oh, Sean Oh, that's another dude. He, yo, yeah, open was huge. Nice, nice pool. Uh, let's see. Hey says man has the draft class been the fastest of all time. Somebody sub four three, sub four four, forty times freaky athleticism this year. Do you think it was the track, or am I being? Well, it was a brand new track, but I think on top of it, the guys are all specifically training just yeah. for the, the drills. Because we're talking yeah. when we're talking to Chad Muma, all those guys are out of Exos, they're all out in Cali, they're all out in Florida. Like right after their their college football season's done, all they're doing is the forty bench press. So like yeah. they're all they're doing is all the combine stuff, and they're not focusing on anything, dude. Because who who was it that was talking? Um, Oh, dude, Khalil Shakir, when we had our interview with him, they thought he was going to run like a 4-5 or, or something, and then he ran the 4-3. And, like, he even surprised himself when he was talking to yeah. us about that. He, Khalil was like, oh, yeah, like, they were like, yeah, you're going to run like a 4-5, four, 4-5. Five, four, five. Then all of a sudden, he ran a 4-3. I also think that, like, the fact that this class is just stacked because of that COVID waiver year, and so you have a bunch of dudes that might not have been eligible this year. So you just have a pool of talent that's just bananas and add on top of that like Mally said all they do as soon as the seat some of them opting out of pro out of bowl games just to go and train right and so like when you're training for that moment shit you better bring it dudes Mm -hmm. that messed it up I'm like are you really ready for this moment you know because all you did was train for this and you got in front of the lights on a fast track and you fumbled the bag Uh, what you doing my boy well, that was some you trailing Burks. You're like, if this is fast track and everyone's running fast, like how are you running? A f- yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it is what it is. But sometimes, you know, dudes are just fo- some dudes are just football players. They're not track stars. You know what I mean? They're not they're not dudes that are going to get busy in shorts and T-shirts. Like when they put the pads on, they alphas. And I think trailing Burks, you know. Couple of dudes like that football, David Bell, football players, man. They just 12, put on the 12, pads 12, and deuce. 12 reps at the bench didn't bother you either. Oh, I've been off yeah. Jalen Burks, bro. <laughs> I, I was like, yo, I if I could do that at my size hey, when I was playing, <laughs> bro, you 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 like to, to me to me that's like I, I don't want to say that's the reason why I'm like I, I'm just saying I'm looking at other smaller things. I'm like, bro, how did you not? How did you not? Anyway, for me, Traylon Burks stood still when a bunch of other people jumped over him, right? Because of the athletic components and because you got a chance to see them perform well at the combine in their pro days. Whereas Burke really is just like, you got to believe the tape because I don't really think that he's that unathletic. But ultimately, 
you see these other dudes just blowing the roof off of shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm moving them up. And like, he's still kind of standing still at where he is. It's not like you take it. It's just a matter of like, when you get in the first round, you want, essentially yeah. you want it to be pure. Like there's gotta be no question marks. No, every, every stone is, un, is, 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 is turned over and you feel good about, you know, there's no skeletons. There's no, you know, you know, uh, concerns in, in that fashion, but, uh, moving right along. Our next one, a uh, generational talent. That's a big word to be thrown around here. <laughs> generational talent. I, I might have spelt that wrong too. Generational talent. Uh, <laughs> who, who would you? Who would you be your, your generational talent? I, I think I might know what Mal is going to say. I'm guessing. You say me. I'm, I'm going with Mal. Here's the thing. I don't know if there's a generational talent that you can just like say because that's why there's no consensus number one pick. But I will say this. I think that out of the group, I'm picking Jermaine Johnson. I th think that oh. I, I think oh. Jermaine Johnson is the guy. I have been stuck on this before the senior bowl. Then I saw him at the senior bowl and I there's something special about that kid. I, I really yeah. like a lot of players in there. I even think that Kyle Hamilton, let's see if it, it's just football and he just doesn't test well too. But I think Jermaine mm -hmm. Johnson is like that dude. He is ridiculous at the point of attack. Uh, he's one of the best run stoppers. He's going to be, I think he could be a double digit sack guy after like yeah. a year or two in, in the league. And like, that's generational. Like, let's say this dude plays yeah. 10 years and he's getting eight to 10 sacks. Like, that's a hundred sack guy right there. And that's big time. Mm. And that's why it's killing me that the Giants keep saying, We're taking him. We're taking him. Uh, that's that, that, yeah, that, that nasty. I don't want it. That, that's Because <laughs> I, I don't like that. Because Jermaine Johnson, man, like meeting him, getting to talk to him, like, he was very impressive on and off the field. And, that's a guy that if he somehow got by them and he's in like the seven to ten range, I'm moving up for him. Like obviously, mm. like I like who we got on the line, but if you can get possibly the best edge rusher in the entire class later, you do that. Uh shout out to the chat yeah. again. Uh Sauce from D Mort. Todd saying Jordan Davis. Feast with Pete with Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Uh the Pete, Sauce man. Uh, what up, shout out to Tim. He says, uh, Sauce or Davis? Paul from London Town weighing in with Sauce. Mike is going with Aiden Hutchins. Um, Birdman with the joking, crying, laughing emoji. Say, oh, hell no. Corral. <laughs> oh, Kevin with no. the uh, Sauce's generational talent. Um, Quentin saying that we're uh, speaking into existence that the Eagles are getting Stingley. Interesting. Interesting. Brandon says, I want to see the Eagles jump the Giants at seven and take a player that the Giants want. I want Kayvon. That's, I guess that would be your generational potentially. It's funny how Kayvon has, uh, you know, it's not like he slipped out of top 10, but he's he's fluctuating from, you know, and we're hearing it's, all the, the rumors. It's just the interviews, man. It's, it's literally just the interviews. Anyone that I talked to, they said that he's very mature where he's saying, I am a football player because it's going to help me get to where I want to be in life. Not I'm a football player because I love football. Like he's already talking about business deals and like business ventures and like being in a booth after. And people are like, well, do you love football? He's like, 
I like football because it's going to get me to where I want. And that's why people are worried about that because it's like, is he going to slouch because he doesn't love it? Or is he going to really try for a couple of years to get paid and then kind of like bounce? That's why people are worried about it. But everyone knows Thibodeau has like the craziest upside. So, I mean, what if what if he wants to be Elon Musk? What, what if he wants to buy Twitter? Like, what, what if he wants to be a general, generational whiz kid out in the tech space? Hey, not everyone just wants to be a football player. I, I get it. I, I, I get it. But it's, it is weird. I, I keep hearing hearing the um, generational talent. Uh, did, Mal, did you give me your guy? No, my dude is Kayvon Thibodeau, man. I think all of this stuff is overrated, bro. I think all yeah. of this talk about he doesn't love football, he's mm-hmm. Hollywood. Like, that's bullshit, bro. Like, they want they want dudes that just say they love football and forget mm-hmm. about every other aspect of life. And that's why most of these dudes is broke as soon as they leave the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, I want somebody that has the foresight to know that they won't play forever. If the wrong injury, missing on an opportunity, whatever it may be, you got to have an understanding of what else it is that you want to do. And the fact that, like, he's already that locked in, I'm not going to call that immaturity. You want him to lie to you or you want him to tell you the truth? That's yeah, I'm mad at him telling that's you the maturity. truth. That's maturity. Like, he that's, knows that's the wants, epitome of maturity to me. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that as long as you can keep him locked in and as long as you under as long as he understands that it takes a level of commitment in the NFL that he's probably never had to actually commit to to be successful. By all means, but Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, we talking about a dude that coming into this year was the guy, right? Yeah. And then all of this other stuff, not he got injured and all of the talk, he doesn't love the game and he's not smart, and all of this other bullshit came out. And I don't, I mean, to be honest, bro, it's a lot of coded language involved in that kind of stuff. Cause if Aiden Hutchinson was talking about all of these things, it would be perceived very differently. He'd be he he's smart, he's intelligent, he sees the future. But this black young man from 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 Los Angeles is talking that and he's Hollywood. So not buying it. Thibodeau to me, if we're talking a generational talent, it's Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, look at you banging the table. Uh that that hey man, if if you could get explosive edge like that, so be it. Uh imagine, imagine, imagine. Um I'm gonna there's, there's there's so many, there's I'm not gonna say there's so many, but I, I do think uh I do think Sauce has uh, all the makings to be, you know, he, he's got the size, the speed, yep. the length. I think that the makeup yep. is there. Uh, I think um, he's a guy. I'm talking about Cincinnati, man. Guys, out, you know, Cincinnati bringing up some players these days. I think uh, yep. he's a guy that he's a set it and forget it type of dude. So I, I think he he's special. Um, he's a willing tackler, bro. Right. Like a, yep. for a lot of these corners on the outside and even the slot, Kair Elam is a dude I like, but he just doesn't give the effort when it comes to tackling. Yo, if you're going to be generational, you got to be the full package. And so, you know, yeah, man. Sauce, Sauce brings it in every aspect of the game. Mm, interesting. Interesting. We are moving right along, trying to do our best, uh, giving you, <laughs> giving you the juice here. Uh, let's see. Uh, our next is mid-round running backs. Mm-hmm. Your uh, mid-round running back that uh, you're kind of banging the table for. We'll go. Uh, we'll go Mal first on this one. Yeah, it's a it's a couple interesting ones, man. Um, to be honest, but mine is Pierce, Damian Pierce from Florida. 
Uh, one of the dudes that's, that that's doesn't have a yeah he doesn't have a <laughs> lot of tie he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires or he does have a lot of tread I should say they never used him full time he can catch he can run um, don't really see a ton of tape of him blocking pass blocking but he has the physical capability I will believe that he could get the job done so you know I would love to see him um, as an eagle I think he could get it done between the tackles outside anything you're looking for. In my opinion, Pierce can do so. That's the dude that if I had to listen, that's the guy I got to bang the table for. That would be it for me. Interesting. So you both, you're both. Uh... Uh, yeah, he's one of them. I mean, when we were down at the Senior Bowl, that was the guy that like was just doing everything right. And then everyone by like the second day was like, "Yo, like who is this dude? He's literally scoring right. every single time." Right? And yep. he was so he was so good with the ball out of the backfield. I mean. I really like Rashad White out of Arizona State. He's a value guy. Uh, Zamir White was really good, too. And Jerome Ford from Cincy uh, has some dog in him. Hmm. That's the thing, though. Like, this draft is perfect for the Eagles. We have a lot of, like, fifth-round ammo right now, and that's when you're going to find value at tight end. Oh, and we have two third-round picks. You're going to find value at tight end, running back. I mean, that's where all the value is in this draft because – there's going to be edge rushers that can start for most teams that are going to be there in like the third, fourth, and fifth round. You're going to find starting running backs in the third, fourth, and fifth, maybe even sixth round. And the same for right. tight ends, though. Like Greg Dolchich was a guy that no one really knew going into the draft. And then all of a sudden, Dolchich was like the guy at the senior bowl. That's why when you talk about these running backs, we got to get one of them because Kenneth Gainwell might end up being like a bona fide stud for us, uh, depending on how Miles Sanders turns out this year. And we got him does a huge value last year. So yeah. why don't you do the same thing? You got to keep adding to the stables because injuries happen. And with the type of scheme that we run, you need to have a healthy and versatile stable of running backs. And yes. I just don't want Gainwell being your 1A, right? Like I don't want to rely yeah. on him as like the between the tackles pounder. Um, you know, he adds so much value in other places. Don't wear him down yeah. doing something that he's not necessarily that good. Not that he's not good at, but that's not his his go-to skill set. Yep, exactly. My guy is uh, James Cook. Um, and when I'm thinking about James Cook, I'm, I'm thinking about the value of w- what he could be in a running back by committee. You're talking about a guy who you don't have to throw him out there right away, but he's a guy on passing downs. Um, he can give you some juice. You talk about him in space, like running backs. Ver- I mean, him in space versus linebackers. It's kind of a mismatch. I think – the vision I like the way he sets up yeah. uh, defenders. Um, is he gonna? Is he gonna run? Is he gonna run through the uh, the pile in, with his hair on fire, or is he gonna find the holes and slither and get his get his his yards? Um, I think he's cra- he's a crafty runner. So I mean, I, I like his game and the hopes that I don't think you can get him in the fourth. You might have to get him in the third, but I would love to get him in the fourth if you could to add him to the mix. Obviously his his skill set kind of like mirrors uh game well, but I think he he's a he's a crafty guy that you could add to the mix. And, and right now, I mean, mm-hmm. do, you, do you guys feel like Miles Sanders will be back? As far sure. as getting re- not, I think not, it'll not play being traded. Oh. Who knows? Like that's a tough one to say. I mean, I think it's a good depends on what happens in the draft. If you pick somebody up in the draft that could fill that spot, 
um, then I feel like you, you kind of got to flip them just to get some value back. Just want to toss one more person out there too, Isaiah Pacheco from mm -hmm. uh, Rutgers. That's my dude, man. I got a chance to watch mm -hmm. him. Um, he adapted well to the Big Ten. Him and Bo Melton are two players that I think could make a lot of noise in the NFL if given the right opportunity. But uh, Pacheco, physical back, got some good quickness, could catch the rock. Just nobody really knew about him because that offense at Rutgers was just horrendous. Yeah, you know, I saw I a lot of yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people are saying Brees Hall in the chat. If we're saying yeah. mid round running backs, there's a yeah, chance nah. that Buffalo takes him in the first round. At so the end the first yeah. round, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might be the first one gone, yeah. Yeah. A brand with a little Hassan Haskins love uh in, yeah. in the chat. Uh, I, I feel Absolutely. that I, a guy who I'm 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 looking at late, you know. You're like shout out to Hollywood who's in love with Kenneth Walker, um, who wants mm. him in the second Hollywood. Uh, shout out to those guys. I mean, shout out to him, him and Prime. Prime is uh, out with the family tonight, and shout out to Evan who is working. Shout out, shout outs. Working, he's working tomorrow yes, too. So, you know, this guy, these guys are working, working for a living. We're not, we're, we're not all NFL draft prospects out here. We just talk hmm. about the draft because we love this shit. Um, moving right along, man. We're, we're 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 making some time. We're making some time. Our next, our next. One up here. Um, let's see. Trade up candidates. Who do you guys got for your trade up candidate? I mean, you, you, it's hard to say one, but if you got a guy that you're willing to trade up in, in the, the prices, right? In the mm -hmm. first round? Yeah. Or uh, in first round? Okay. I didn't know if we were using any of the other picks. It, it, could, it, could, it could be other, other uh, spots. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The thing I'm looking at the most is we're at pick 51. So that's about like um like 19-20 after like like into the into the first, I mean into the second round like bro, like if Pickens falls into the second round and you didn't take mm -hmm. a wide receiver yet, that's the sweet spot. That's where you get him. That's like where um San Fran got Debo a couple years ago like you get him right going into the second round. Uh, if you can get like Chad Muma in like the second round, that's a big value pick. It, it's just like that's the scary oh, part because last year I remember like everyone was like, oh my God, like Asante Samuel Jr., Jeremiah Wusakaroma, like Landon Dickerson, like all these big name guys are like starting to slide down to you in the second round. And luckily we landed Landon Dickerson, but it just shows you like this draft more than ever, starters, like pro bowlers, like. All pro guys, they will be there in the second round, maybe the third round. Teams are so like yeah. apprehensive on like what how they feel about grading these guys right now because there's a lot of COVID uh, holdover, holdovers right now. The whole yeah. some people are going to move up to get like quarterbacks at like 30, 31, 32 to get that fifth year option. So people are going to yeah. slide. So if you want to make sure that you get your Dalvin Cook, like we missed out a couple years ago when the Vikings shumped us. If you want to get that type of guy, it's okay to move up a little bit. We had three fifth round picks right now, so if you move a fifth round pick with a sec with pick fifty one, and you make sure you get George Pickens in the thirties, make sure you get like Chad Moon in like the forties, and if you make sure you get Jaquan Brisker, um, Cine, um Daxton Hill, like these type of guys that are plug and play starters, it's worth giving the fifth round pick up to get them, and that's why I like those safeties there, especially Petrie. Uh, Cini, um, Daxon Hill, and Brisker, especially. Brisker's a guy, 112 coverage uh, snaps last year, zero receptions allowed. Like, that's my guy from Penn State. So, 
that's where I'm looking at trade up if we got to move up from 50, 51 in the second round. So we got people yeah. very spicy in the chat. We have a uh, Rack Shack Brisker. Uh, we have uh, George Pickens from Tim London Town. Paul is uh, saying sauce. Peace with Pete. Round two, uh, trading it up for Travis Jones. Uh, okay. Brad going Gardner. Jameson Williams says Kevin. Uh, Brandon says Kayvon, Sauce and Stingy. Right. Um, we got Cut Me Open Bleed Green with Sauce. Peace with Pete. Jermaine Johnson. You know, like – a lot of those guys, I'm, I'm feeling that. Like, I feel like if you, you, you got your number one edge and Jermaine Johnson, if he's their number one edge and he's lingering around ten. Go get, go get your man's. I think Hamilton, uh, Stingley, again, all those guys are, I think, set it and forget it starters. Um, damn, that would be nice. Um, I, I, would you trade up for Garrett Wilson? At ten, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally. I, I, I wouldn't. I would not. I think it has to be one of the D backs, or if like one of the edge guys, magically, like if Jermaine Johnson yeah. or Thibodeau is like falling to ten, yeah, you move up. But as much yeah. as I love Garrett Wilson, I love Garrett Wilson. I yeah. think he's like the Odell Beckham type dude in this in this draft, mm-hmm. like. But uh, it's just tough, man. It's really tough. All these years of taking, obviously, you got to get the recipe right and you got to keep taking swings at wide receiver to get it right. But I do think that the way our team's designed, we have a hole at cornerback two right now. We don't know what Zach McPherson is going to be. And we don't really even have a safety two right now that's like a stud. So, like Hamilton there, starter. Um, and move up for Sauce, starter. Like, that, that's why it's hard to move out for Garrett Wilson. Even though he would be a starter, it's a little different. See, I, I could be cool with a cornerback. Like, say, you know, Stingley. If you if you locked in Stingley, it would be dope. And then fall back and get that – Uh, you get Alave as a uh, – you know, some people might feel like he goes a little bit early. But if you – you know, you, if your next best bet was Alave and you got a, a starting corner, I, I, could, I could be sold on that. That's the main reason why I wouldn't move up for Wilson. It's just because there's so many contingency plans for a wide receiver. Like there's so many of those dudes that yeah. are like first round, early to mid second round that can contribute that. I mean, aside from, and I don't even know that I would move up for Jamison, right? And I like him. I think he's a game breaker, but there are so many talented guys at wide receiver. I think again, like Valley said, corner or defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm going to go, a couple dudes off the beaten path. So as outside of the first round, sort of like Mally did, but my dude was Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State. Yes. Um, performed pretty That's well at guy. Temple, went bananas at Penn State. For me, yep. he's one of those dudes that like may very well sneak into the end of the first round. I'm not saying move up that high to get him, but if he's falling into like the mid to late 40s and we haven't taken the edge rusher, moving up from 51 makes a ton of sense. My other person will be Kobe Bryant. Um, I continue to pound the table for yep. Kobe Bryant. I'm a firm believer that he can develop into a really good CB2 in the NFL. Um, that pick 101 for me is like the money spot for him. If he's falling past, you know, we we probably don't take him at 83. Um, but when you're looking past 83, if he's falling still, moving up from 101 into like the, the late 80s, early 90s for Kobe Bryant will make a ton of sense. And to have him be able to learn from Slay, I think yep. would be just – 
foundational in his development um, and will really help to like shorten that learning curve for his adjustment to the NFL. So those are two dudes that I would definitely say if they fall in day two, make a move, man, because those could be impact guys and those could be starters down the road that make a huge difference for that defense. Yep. Uh, shout out to you guys all in the chat, man. You guys are spicy tonight, and I, and I love all the all the uh, takes. I like it. I like it you spicy. Uh, Brandon says, how do you guys feel about Jabo in the second if they don't take a DD, defensive end in the first? I mean, to get the – you know, it, it's just – I just think um, – I just he's, – he's a, he's, a, he's a raw prospect, and based yeah. off of his athleticism, which his game is built around, I think obviously he's going to be behind the eight ball now. Yeah. Um, Coming back, coming back from an injury like that, not everyone's, not everyone rebounds like a Cam Akers after Achilles tear. Like it's just a lot of variables, and you know the whole Sidney Jones thing got to be in the back of their mind. In the second round, there's so much value. I think there's a guy moving this conversation into another. Um, we have uh, Adam Michael Gibbs with a, a, a very. Yo, I was just about to say it, Nick Bonita. Uh, his thoughts on Nick Benito at 51 is that too early for him? Edge, cornerback, and linebacker have to be addressed early. Um, what do y'all think about Nick and Benito? I I like Benito, man. I mean, I think that, and I was just looking at it, I would take uh, Ebiketti and Benito before I took. Um, which I'm gonna call it Ojabo, just because again, I think that like Ojabo has a steep learning curve. He has a huge adjustment to the NFL. You don't know about the explosion. And he really benefited from playing a, a, across from Hutchinson, right? Like he didn't see nearly the, the amount of double teams that he would have if he would have been the stud guy. So for me, Benito, I like Benito. Um, I also think that like he can really learn a lot as a stand up edge rusher. You know, he has the size to potentially put his hand in the dirt designated pass rusher to start his career um but he could be disruptive man like he has the potential to be super disruptive yeah i like benito too and then the one you said pretty much all the same sentiments i would have uh cam jurgens is the guy whose name just keeps coming up and up and up in conversations Hmm. that the eagles will not let him get by at 51 as a center prospect and that i'd understand it's one of those things where like in the first round if you're taking a guy that's not going to play really because you're set mm-hmm. there. Don't do that. We've done that for a lot of years and it's killed us. Right. This is a different situation where at 51, it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, still, it, you still have to weigh the options because people don't realize like, or like won't admit it. We still have a lot of holes on this team. And I am all over the same ideas that Mal has was saying like, I love Kobe Bryant. I brought him up earlier in the show. You have to yeah. remember these vets that we have, they're special and you not even just on the field off the field you have guys like darius slay that can talk to kobe bryant talk to any cornerback that comes in here and that's the learn that's what closes the gap and the learning uh gap with the rookies and then transitioning to be vets having a vet like that because some guys don't have that they go into a team and it's chaos they it's young guys like them and they don't get the uh the tricks of the trade that's why getting guys while we can is important. That's why having Melada and Lane Johnson and and all these and Peters and all those guys to be in his ear, that's huge. And you saw what happened to Melada. It, it makes all the difference in the world. So I completely agree with you on that. I think about um, um, going back to Nick Benito, I just think, you, you know, if you're bringing a guy who can 
potentially be your situational pass rusher as he learns uh, and gets his NFL body. You know, he's a guy that I, th- I feel like he, I would love to get him in the third, but the range yeah. from, you know, 51 to the third, uh, third yeah. round pick, he's going to go around that yeah. range. Um, so I feel yeah. like if you do mess out on edge early, I think he's 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 definitely an option. Um, as we move along, we're doing we're doing good. I'm proud of y'all, man. You that's really it's uh, all business, baby. Oh, you're answering these questions. Uh, our next uh, trying to do everything at one time. <laughs> uh, sleepers, everyone sleeping on. Mm. A sleeper, everyone sleeping on. Mm. So oh. many. Mally, I'll go Mally first. Sheesh. Yeah, it, it's all Sheesh. about I would say it's probably all about the receivers because the hype at the top of the draft is so crazy, like it is every year. But if you look at all the dudes getting paid right now, none of them are first round picks. I mean, you got Stefan Diggs, mm. late round pick, Tyreek Hill. Obviously, he got drafted later for the stupid crap he did uh early, but at the same time, still a value pick in the fifth round. And uh, just look at all – Devontae Adams wasn't even a first-round pick. You know what I mean? Like, that's why these guys are sleepers. And you see that translate in the draft. I mean, Jarvis Landry, absolute stud. He was a fourth-round pick, I believe. I would say – I think it's our guy, Khalil Shakir, Gail. I think that he hmm. is one of the, the biggest sleepers in the entire draft. Uh, like. He is extremely impressive. I think that – He's going to translate really well in any system in the NFL. I've talked to other scouts, and they were, like, all excited that we sat down with him and everything. Because, well, like, man, that dude's the dude. Like, people love Khalil mm. Shakir. And once you actually watch more tape on him, you're like, yeah. Like, he, I think he's got the juice, and he's going to be the sleeper. And I, so, listen, Pete, Gail and I were real excited to watch Bo Melton, especially Gail. That dude, I've – I haven't seen someone drop that many footballs in uh. a three-day span in my life. I That dude literally was like – could not catch a football. You could hand him a football and he will drop it. That's how bad it was. He got he was just in his head, and I, I think he shook, shook it off, but it was yeah. bad, though. Like, he dropped like 30 balls in a row. It was crazy. On, on one episode, our first episode uh... – Shout out to my guy, our guy, our, our, our guy James. Um, he was just, you know, like I was keying in on Bo in that first couple of practices. He was, he just got better. He got better as the practice practices mm-hmm. went on. It, definitely, I felt like he was definitely in his head. Um, but you know, there's there's some some guys in here saying uh, uh, Alec Feast of Peace says Alec Pierce, very yeah. interested in his yeah. game. Talk about a guy who could play X, uh, very speedy. I like his game. Uh, I think he, you know, he's a guy that's be- definitely being slept on. Um, I had a couple questions here from uh, thoughts on Anderson. Uh, uh, Anderson is another linebacker. Kelly asks, who can be a sleeper linebacker? Brandon yeah. Davidson, you know, mentions Troy Anderson, the guy who's versatile, played qu- quarterback, running yeah. back, linebacker. I think he was a guy who was – Pretty sound in space. I think he's still raw, but I think he's a guy that uh, still learned position. But I think movement skills, I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that I think people are. I think Chad Movement has moved up 
the latter in terms of he's not really a sleeper these days anymore. Yeah. Mark I'll say Quay. Got Quay Walker. Walker from Georgia. Yeah. Um, DeMar Clark from Tindall. LSU. Yeah. Tindall. Uh, Tindall. I'm, I'm, go ahead, Molly. No, I was going to say, unfortunately, Damone's a guy that Gail and I talked to down yeah. the Senior Bowl, and he was awesome. Unfortunately, he's out for the year. That neck, man. He, yeah. yeah. That, and he, that fusion, we'll see. But, you know, he was an absolute baller. Mm. I'm less on Chan and than I am on Quay and on the Kobe, just because he seemed less instinctive. Um, he was more like a guy that had to really see it happening in front of him. Mm-hmm. Quay Walker is a, a little bit further along. Yes. For my sleeper, um, I'm going Zion Johnson from Boston College. One of the dudes that, like, I was not as big on. And then going into the senior bowl, I mean, he was dominating the one-on-ones. He was taking snaps at center, even though he spent most of his career at guard. So he had some, like, internal line flexibility. Um, yeah, he just killed in his one-on-one. So that caused me to go back and really watch some more tape on him. Um, and I really like it. I, I think that he's somebody that's getting slept on. I think that you have some of these internal offensive linemen that are getting pushed up a little bit higher. Um, you know, Cam Jurgens. I went and watched him. Um, you know, if for whatever reason Zion was to fall and he and Cam Jurgens are on the board at the same time, I'm not hesitating to go Zion 100% of the time. Um, and then the wide receiver, Wondell Robinson. So, he went to Kentucky yes. and had just a tremendous year. Um, but he was also doing mm-hmm. his thing in Nebraska, too. He was just in an offense that wasn't really catered to his skill set. But he went absolutely apeshit this last season um, as a lot of components for, like, jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be somebody that can really kind of only eat from the slot. But, you know, the way that the NFL is going, these smaller dudes, man, when you scheme them open, the speed that he has – much like Jamison, he's not as fast, but his ability to break the all, break a defense down from all three levels um, shouldn't be slept on. Uh, we had a question here. When did Jamison Williams tear his ACL? That was uh, right at the very end of the season. It's the national championship game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, national championship Champion, game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that sucked. Um, let's see here. Go moving right along. Sleeper, everyone sleeping. I'm, I'm going to Calvin Austin Jr., he's Mm. so he's again small prospect yeah but the man is a psycho in terms of being a uh at his size doing what he does he he blows past dudes uh i mean if you're trying to be a wide receiver four five on any roster you gotta have special teams ability and i think that's where he he wins i think also Mm. he's not just the slot you could he's played on the outside go back and look at his I keep on saying it. Go look at his reps versus Sauce. Um, had him in a blender for a second. Got a penalty on, on that. Um, Todd asks, what about the kid from South Carolina, Enig Barre? I think he's more of a – is he twitched up? I think he, he plays with strength for sure yeah. on, on, the, on the outside. I think uh, yeah. we got to hang out with him at the, the photo shoot with Sweat. He was funny, dude. Uh, definitely, uh, uh, I think he's, he's a guy. He's probably going to go back into the second potentially. If he goes that high. You could I mean if you're looking at third and second? Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also looking at um, Majay Sanders. You're talking about mm-hmm. a guy who's slender for a defensive end, but you're talking about a right. speed rusher. Um. Where do you guys have Sanders at? No one knows where he's at. 
Yeah, I mean, I had him at like a fourth round, probably. The, the I think medical that size stuff is killed him. Yeah. Oh, well, that, well, he he lost like what it was like forty pounds after the season, and like no one knows why. And then yeah. he ended up putting weight back on, but that's why it's just kind of weird because like there was like people talking about him like the first right after the draft, yeah. right after the season. And then he showed up looking really skinny. Like I think it might have been I, it had to be like a medical thing because like the amount of weight loss he had was like crazy. Like that was some like Zaire Smith stuff. And then right mm. now he's probably pegged in like mid third, early fourth, probably. Yeah, that's why I had him like fourth round. Somebody else that I was really uh I enjoy watching, Sam Williams from Ole Miss. Um, mm-hmm. definitely somebody that can play the run, can give you some good strength rush or like off the edge. You know, I think that he's probably in that same range, like third or fourth round. Um, but to Mally's point, and like, again, because of that COVID waiver, like this draft is stacked, right? Like everybody wants to talk about it's not top heavy. Okay, sure. Um, but I've heard that before. And then the same dudes that they said wouldn't be all pros ended up all pros. But like this draft, if you're smart and if you really did your homework, you could walk away with a class this year that transforms an entire franchise. And so, you know, hell of an opportunity for the Eagles to really turn it around, especially on defense, um, looking again for like that playmaker on offense, that wide receiver and or running back, even tight end, do like Charlie Kohler, right? Like he's a, he could be a hell of a tight end too. Um, and somebody that if necessary could be pushed into like a tight end one spot duty. So all types of dudes in this draft, man, all types of players that you could really win with. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many prospects. I mean, uh, to talk about, I mean, Feast Pete, some, some solid uh, Josh Pascal, Kentucky, yeah. Sam Williams yeah. from Ole Miss, had a hell of a rep. Had uh, had uh, Trevor Penning locked up. I, I, you know, we'll we'll get to we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to Penning. Somebody we didn't even talk about is Drake Jackson, right? Like that mm-hmm. dude. I don't know that I've ever seen a player with a wider sort of like he could go second round, he could go undrafted damn there in my entire life, right? Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a player that was so, yeah, like it, people either love him or hate him. And there's very few in the, in the middle or so, you know, but again, if, if that light switches on, you get him in the right system. Drake Jackson brings a lot of tools um, mm-hmm. in his toolbox as a speed edge rusher. Ed rusher. Uh, Greg Dulce from uh, UCLA. He, um, he he actually had he had, had a virtual meeting with um, uh, what's his name Kyle Phillips. Both of them playing in this Chip Kelly uh, scheme. Um, Dude, don't say know. that name no more, bro. Hey, it's <laughs> you don't say that name around here, bro. <laughs> they both had a virtual visit with the Eagles after their pro day. Um, moving right along, we're almost back. At the very end of before we get in our into into our mock here, uh, let's see, let's see. Player most likely to get overdrafted. Mm. We'll go. We'll go, Mally. Man, this is tough. <laughs> I would say. I would say if anyone goes too early, it might be Traylon Burks. If a team like tries mm-hmm. to take him like really early in the like the early teens, that's someone I I, I can definitely think of. Another, oh, this is so tough. It, it's definitely going to be a receiver. 
100 percent is going to be a receiver. And it's going to be tough though because it's one of those things where like I could see the guy working out eventually, but at the same time, like someone just jumps the value a little bit. I mean, we don't have uh, John Gruden to do the whole take guys like 10, 20 spots ahead of they should go anymore because that's what they did with Cleveland Farrell and the Raiders that one year. That that was so a huge overdraft. Yeah, because like he was like he was like a twenty-five and back kind of guy. So I'm, it's tough. Uh, I mean, I think it will probably be. It sucks, man. Because I I really liked it to I really liked the dude from Minnesota. Um, I because Mafe Boy Mafe people say he might go in the first now. I think that he could be a first round talent, but I still think it would be overdrafting him if you take him in the first. Oh hell yeah, without a question. There's too many edge guys. Brandon from the chat says Drake London easy. Adam Michael Gibbs says Daxton Hill. Kelly says Christian Watson. Uh, Tim Hayes says Carlaftis or Jameson. Um, That's it. He he said my dude. Yeah, Carlaftis man. It's it's Carlaftis for me. Somebody's going to convince themselves that he's a first round edge rusher and they're going to take him over more impactful dudes. When you watch George Karloftis go against other rushers, like other pass blockers, I should say, that can match his strength, he's done. That's all he has. All he can do is overpower weaker dudes. He has no counter moves realistically. He gives a ton of effort. But for me, like, that's the one. Like, I, I would say maybe, you know, think Walker from Georgia gets overdrafted just because of his ability. But I still think that he produces in the NFL. George Karloftis, man, I walked away watching him. I watched seven, eight games and was like, this is not a first round pick, yo. Like if anybody takes him in the first round, uh, I think that they'll be severely uh, disappointed. I'm seeing people saying that he's going to go to the Ravens as a rush outside linebacker. Um, I think that that will be a disaster in the making. But I've definitely been wrong before, so who knows? But for me, I'm going Karloftis. Carlos is a guy, man. I, I love him as a player. Just his his mental makeup and the way he's like wired. Um, I'm mm-hmm. rooting for his story. You know, the whole thing winning with power. You know, the is his short arms going to be a thing? Like when he gets, you know, when he gets a, a Jordan Melata, is he going to be able to overpower guys like 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 no. that who are technicians? That's where you're wondering. <laughs> we know the answer to that. You know, it, that's that's the thing where you know if you you if you fail in the second round, you know, then we're yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think Karloff's is a guy who could get overdrafted. I, even Burks, like you mentioned, Burks as well. He's a, he's a dude that mm-hmm. I could see um, being overdrafted. Um, moving right along, uh, we're gonna go with a late round prospect. You take a flyer on. This is a flyer guy. I saw uh, a comment in there about um, Justin Ross being, to me, a flyer yeah. guy. Is a guy that yeah. you know, you take a flyer on dealing with injuries. So yeah. Justin Ross from Clemson, he's the type of dude I I could take a flyer on because someone mentioned is he going to fall out of the second round? I think he's with his medicals the way they're set up. He he could be a guy that uh. You could take a flyer on. Yeah. I would say this isn't even a late round guy, but his name has to be talked about. I think he's going to end up going in the fourth round or earlier, but that's Matt Areza, uh, San Diego State's punter. Mm. 
This, mm-hmm. The Eagles need a punter so bad. And anyone who doesn't think I, – I just saw Todd say something about him in the seventh. Zero percent chance he's in the seventh. Zero percent chance he's in the sixth. Oh, hell no. Zero percent chance he's in the fifth. Yeah. He might even go in the third round because not only is he the best punter in the Possible. draft, he's one of the best punters in the last decade. Like, he's literally right. called the punt god for a reason. Like, this dude is as valuable as having an offensive player because – He's that good at punting. You're going to get like 60, 70 yard punts and he's going to pin pin you. That's a weapon. And I think he's really important. Uh, I'd really like the Justin Ross uh, bring him up. I think that I would also get uh, Charleston Rambo, who started off at Oklahoma. Then he went down to the U. Oh. Uh, he has a lot of upside. I, I like him too. Uh, I'm trying to think. And there's definitely a couple running backs that are going to trickle down. I'm trying to remember. The one dude's name, oh man, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I he he was really impressive, but yeah, I, I would say Charleston Rambo is definitely a late round flyer wide receiver. Like we just take one early and then take care of everything else, and at the end of the draft, just a guy that has a lot of upside because Rambo's good. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, you talking yeah. about uh, Falele? Maybe if that's yeah. what you're talking about, or uh, is he talking about? Is it Gadecki he's talking about? Um. Yeah, man. I, I for the superlatives. I mean, I pre- appreciate everybody's comments. Um, it's been great listening to you guys speak about some of the superlatives and, and really in depth about some of these players, man. Uh, it's it's <laughs> we got we got prime talking about Drake London. Yo, prime, bro. I know where you live, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, for me, yo, Bailey Zat, man. Somebody that I can see, you know, he can taking up. Yeah, like I think that he can develop into a hell of a QB too. Um, forget that quarterback factory stuff. I think when you have a dual threat quarterback, you have to have a solid backup QB to spot start just in case. I think that Bailey Zapp is somebody that definitely has the, you know, again with the knocks on arm strength, but he has the arm strength to make NFL throws within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage. And so, you know, he's going to make the tosses that you need. Um, Prime, that's what's up, my brother. But yeah, so, so Bailey Zach for me definitely is somebody that I would be excited to see, and I think is a flyer that would be worthwhile. Yeah, there, there's there's one time at the Senior Bowl, uh, the the quarterbacks are throwing, and I you know I'm kind of far off, and I see the ball thrown. I'm like, damn, I'm like Malik's Malik's got a gun, and then Chris is like, nah, man, that was that was Bailey, that was that was Bailey Zach. Toss it, bro. But it was yeah, Bailey. He, 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 threw it. He, he, he could get it around the yard, man. He yeah. um and one more Marquise Bell, who was at Florida AM, um, is a Jersey dude, somebody that really never played up to his potential. But at safety, I think you could do worse than taking a, a flyer on a guy that, you know, height, weight, speed again, like we were talking about earlier. You know, Marquise Bell definitely checks those boxes. Interesting. Now uh moving right along, we're gonna close it out with a Seven round mock. I know we are dorking it out tonight, but we you, you want you you got the questions. We're giving you the the draft answers here. Uh, and this is gonna be interesting, man, because um, it's the first time we've all three have done a mock draft together. It's gonna be interesting. I think I think I think we're gonna be very. Uh, I don't think there's gonna be too many arguments. Here. Be diplomatic, bro. I think we'll be di- diplomatic. I think me and Mally agree on a lot of stuff. Since I've since I've been doing this with him, we tend to see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. So 
Because yeah, Gail, I mean, you're gonna be the problem, bro. It's always you, bro. What? <laughs> what? All right, uh, for y'all who stuck it out, we are doing a mock draft. Seven rounds. We got we got Mally, the professional scout here. We got Mal Davis going on his third lap here with us. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, we're gonna start it off here. Um, start and start the draft here. Trayvon Walker goes first. Malik Willis, Sauce Gardner, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Stingley just went off the board to the Jets. Jermaine oh, Johnson Jermaine. just went to Houston. Uh, we're not gonna do any trades for this. Uh, so on the board right now at number so fifteen. We have Kyle Hamilton on the board, Jamison Williams, Zion Johnson, Desmond Ritter, Trevor Penning. How, how are we feeling? Nick? Are we collectively saying Kyle Ham- Hamilton here? You have to say Kyle Hamilton. I'm, I'm saying Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just not even. Kyle Hamilton is selected with the number 12 pick overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody is geeked. Geeked. Say he fall to 15, bro. That would be beautiful. Geeked. Uh, let's see. We're at number 18. Mm. Uh, right now on the board, Zion Johnson, Desmond Ritter, Trent McDuffie, Kenny Pickett, Chris Olave, Daxton Hill, George Karloftis, Devin Lloyd, Kenyon Green, Kair Elam, Traylon Burks, Andrew Booth Jr., uh, Trevor Penning just went off the board, and Jamison Williams just went off the board. Where are we feeling? Um, I would probably peg it down to like four people. I would say McDuffie, Olave. I would say Olave. Olave I would. I would say Booth. I would say. Damn, it's really hard to see. Uh, Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Uh, I would say between those three, it's probably it. Uh, I would say Booth because you would your secondary. Would I think we'd probably have the best secondary yeah, in the whole yeah. NFC East? You would have Kyle Hamilton, Andrew Booth Jr., you would have Darius Slay Jr., and you would have why am I oh well Anthony Harris, or you would have um Kayvon Wallace, or you would have um Epps. I, I think as that's tough because I think as much as I want Olave, I love Chris Olave. You're a starting cornerback. At 18 is really Booth great Jr. value. I would That's say Booth Jr. There's too many receivers left. Yeah, Booth don't Jr. even double. We'll, we'll get somebody at 51. We ain't even worried about it. Oh, where where are you guys stand on McDuffie? Not I'm over not Booth. taking them over Booth Jr. Nah, hell yeah, me. yeah. No, no shot. Andrew, Andrew Booth, Booth Jr. Yes, yes, Jr. Right. I mean, like Mally said, Joe, you you solidify your secondary for secondary of the future. Take two places where you really needed players, and you take two of the best players, arguably at the position. Um, yes. Not having to trade up value picks all day, man. I'm all about BPA. Yes, now, sir. getting closer to the 51st pick, guys are off the board. Tariq Woolen. Uh, let's see. George Pickin just went to Kansas City. Uh, that, that's the dream. <laughs> Vikings. Kenneth Walker. Sorry, Evan. Hollywood Hearn, he went to the Ravens. Nicobe Dean, Lewis Seen went to the Falcons. Yeah, Christian Watson, Watkins, Watson, I, I know uh, 
that Chris is shedding a tear as we is, speak. Um, Chad Mumist on the board, right? Yeah, Mumist on the board. Hold on, we got a, on, on we the got board. A we have people on the board. We, we, on the board right now, we have Quay Walker, Christian Harris, uh, linebacker Georgia and Alabama. Travis Jones is still on the board from UConn. Abiketti, the edge. Abiketti screaming out to me, bro. Jalen Petrie. And Pe- yeah, we already got a safety though. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you double up though? Oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the yeah, best yeah. value. Uh, Roger McCreary's on the board. Chad Muma. Um, it's you know he. Do we do we do we? Uh, see, he, this is the dream because if this happens in the real life draft, this is when I'm moving the third and a fifth, and I'm moving right back into this round because there's too many mm-hmm. people there. You can't miss out on that. This is this is literally what we talked about earlier. Like, in the uh, second uh, round, this is the franchise. The spot. Yeah. This is where you get – this I is where you go from a team that makes the playoffs to a team that wins the Super Bowl because with this many guys in the second round, these are all starters on our team. These are starters on any yeah. team. I would say it has to be between – a linebacker. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love I love Evicetti. It's just really tough. Like Petrie would be not. Uh, we we got Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton already. What receivers yeah. are left right now, Gail? I can't I mean, see. Mechie is Calvin Watson. Mechie, David Bell, uh, Calvin Austin, Cole Strange. I think if we can get Alec Pierce in the next round. <sighs> He might go earlier than that. I, but I don't know that wide receiver is really. Like, I don't think th- this is not where this we point. go wide receiver. Yeah, there, there's, no, there's no, there's no yeah, one worth. You know, because Pickens off just went off the board. So I, I mean, what do you think about Ebiket? I, I would love the Ebiketti pick. Christian Harris, I wouldn't be mad at. Quay Walker, I wouldn't be mad at. It's like it's, you know, it's linebacker edge. That that's definitely what we're down to. That, that's what, I was, what about Travis Jones here? That's like the thing though. He's not. He's not gonna. Pl- he's not gonna play. That's the problem. Because like, that's why like Ebiketti's even question mark. Because he's not gonna play. That's why like it's real tough. Mm. Because because if you I think Ebiketti will get burned, bro. He would get burned, but he's not a starter. You know what I mean? Like Muma's a starter. Quay Walker's a starter. Ch- Christian Harris is a starter. That's the difference, though. And it's not even like you're taking them just because it's position and need. They're all starters. Like they're. Good. You think they start over oh, who in the linebacking core? Because that top two, I mean, it's pretty much locked in. I don't know that Kazir White is coming off the field. Oh, well, I think it's. I think it's. Right now, Kazir White's the only guy locked in. Christian Harris, Quay Walker. I mean, you said it and forget or Chad it. Chad Muma. I'm probably looking at these top two over Muma. To be Quay? honest. I'm probably going Christian Harris. I'm not even mad at Ebiketti either, man. Like you talk about I'm, my pick. My pick is Ebiketti. I think that he could be a difference maker from day one as a situational pass rusher, and then it definitely steps into a starting role when you have a guy that's older that might walk away. And then I, I don't have much faith in what you gonna call it. Like he, not, you know, what he's I, I, yeah. He I'm, I'm not. I'm really not mad at. Adding the situational pass rusher. That's my problem, though. It's because, like, it's a situation. Like, I think Ebiketti's yeah. way better, but, like, that's the problem with the Eagles, though. Like, we need linebackers still. And that's why I'm saying, like, right now we're, like, five deep at, at edge. And we have 
it's tough because I love Evacetti. Like that was my guy. That was one of my big guys down at the Senior Bowl. But any so my question for you is with the linebackers that are available, right? Versus who could be available at eighty-three? Is the drop-off bigger between Ebiketti to the next defensive end in the third round, or is it bigger from these top linebackers, linebackers. to whoever could be available in the Absolutely third round? Absolutely, the linebackers. Piece of to say yeah. more Harris. If we, if we go on Harris, if we go on linebacker Harris, Todd saying Quay. Any three of those are fine. I that's I just think it has to be a linebacker. As much as I love Ebiketti. I think that there's going to be an edge rusher that we're very happy with. That's an upside guy like Epichetti. Not as good, but like Epichetti that can sit behind them. And you're not going to be real, like, annoyed. You know what I mean? Just yeah, our draft, Pete. Our draft. <laughs> 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 if, 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 this, if this was the Eagles draft, we wouldn't have Kyle Hamilton or Andrew Booth. So. Yo, I mean, that's what you think. Like, you just like, yo, I mean. We're trying to make your dreams come true. There's some, there's some juice on the board. So, I mean. You want to go? What do you, what do you, what do you guys want to do? Walker? You want to do? I'm going. Chris I'm going Harris. If we're taking a linebacker, take oh. take Harris. It's fine. I any of the three. What do you are fine. think? Let's you think Muma. You you seem like you're leaning Muma, bro. That's what you want. I like Muma, but I I've had my input on everything. It, it's, All right, go ahead, go Muma, go Muma. I mean, it's it. I, I love I, I love Chad. I, no, I love Chad too. But uh, I, I think Harris is the three best of the three. If you want to go Muma, go Muma. Gail, you're the split decision. Damn, bro. You can put it put me on the spot like that. For, you're, the, for, you're the third one. For uh because I was I was at Quay. And then, I, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm like, I could I could be talked into Ebiketti too. Here's my well, thing. Any off the, the board. three, yeah. Any of the three start for us. So that's that that that's that's where I'm at. Is it true? Um, Go Muma. Muma. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Muma train. Oof, Chad Muma. Talk to prospects, Chad Muma. Mm, look at my man Abiketti went to Arizona right after. I still yeah I I, I could still be talking. Hey, so um, I know someone that we like at Edge is going to be there though. Bro, we don't, we don't got no – we haven't gone offense yet. The board, man, the board dictating to us, bro. Your boy Khalil right there. I'm saying don't bug like Howie. All, All right. right. I mean, for me, it's between those top two. Um, Shakir or Sam – I would love Sam Williams. Again, that back to that edge. See what I mean, though, bro? There's an edge guy right there. The, the draft's so deep with edge, man. We're just going to keep finding them and finding them. But to be honest, I feel like the distant – like Troy Anderson has a chance to be special if he could figure it out, right? Like I think mm -hmm. that there's a, a pretty big gap between Ebiketti and Sam Williams as far as like what they're going to produce in the NFL. But I also, yeah, again, like I would be cool with Shakir if y'all if y'all looking to go wide receiver – my whole thing, and I completely agree with you. It's just one of those things. Like in the second round, like I want a starter because as that much as I think, true. I think Ebiketti could be really good and is really good. I just think it's yeah. You got Alec Pierce. I, no, I would say Khalil Pierce. Pierce or I. You want to want to go for Pierce here? That's tough, man. 
Just Khalil uh, there. But I was I think that might be a stretch overtaking him over Khalil. What taking Pierce over Khalil? Yeah. Man, I'm I'm high on both of them, to be honest. It seemed like Khalil's stock is just rising in these last couple of weeks on these these uh-huh. mocks here. Wandell, nah, nah, not for not for us necessarily. Nah. Um, yo, Jalen Tolbert is one that um I'm pretty yes, high dude. on. That I, I think love Jalen Tolbert for our offense. I would take Tolbert right here if I'm gonna be real. Like I think that I he would Tolbert, add some juice dude. to this offense. Yo, yo, Pierce got juice too, man. Pierce got some juice, but I think Tolbert Pierce got is juice. A, but Tolbert is like juicier. he's like he a tall, juice. he's like a taller Jarvis Landry. That dude plays yeah, so goes, mean, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I love. Tolbert. He got the athleticism too, man. So I'll, I'll, my vote is Tolbert. If we if we going if we going offense, he has the height, he has the size, he has the speed, vice grip hand. You see Drake Jackson still on the board? <laughs> yeah. He might even I'm be telling you, like he's now. all over the place, right? <laughs> oh, bro, believe me, I know. I'm torn between Pierce and I, I, I kind of like him. Between the three receivers, it's really tough because I there's an argument for all three of them. Yeah, I would say I'm going, I'm going Tober, bro. We're we're in range here for a wide receiver too. It's not I think, like we're so let's Mal, let's give Mal the pick because I because we got we got movement last time, even though Mal went towards it, but I like Tolbert a lot too. So I think that that's cool with me. Jalen Tolbert's a great player. That's fine with me. Right there, that's four starters we just got. Yeah. Take notes, Howie. <laughs> it's not that hard. What's the chat say here on this one? Only the dorks this man are left. Want, this man Gail want to pick anybody but Jalen Tober, bro. <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with Jalen Tober. <laughs> I like Pierce, man. I'm telling you, man. I like Pierce. Too. I like Pierce too, but I think Tober adds something to this offense that I think Tolbert makes a lot not... more sense for Archie. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I would almost go Khalil over over to Tolbert, but I'd, I'd lo- love to get Khalil with the next pick, or even go you, your boy Cam Jurgens is on the board here, bro. Jalen Tolbert, get it done. Tolbert. He's ready. Yeah, this one I'm not. I don't like this one, bro. They comping him to Marvin Jones. Like he's he is what we're looking for right now. Uh, Did we get him at 83? Come on, dog. Uh, Here we go. If Kobe Bryant's still sitting there. See if Kobe Bryant's there. But that's the thing. We already got Booth. We already got Booth. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, wait, wait, wait. Right now we're at the 88th. We're at the uh, pick 101. Tyreek Smith. Tyreek Smith is really interesting too from Ohio State. Twitchy, yeah, on the outside for sure. Uh, Jackson, Kyle Phillips. I feel like I saw someone I liked. 
Um, John Ridgeway too, man. Yo, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Robinson's Robinson. board, right? I was about to say. I think Brian, Brian Robinson, Robinson would be the pick for Brian me. Robinson. I, I think yeah, as soon as yeah. I saw a junior, I'm like, I think Brian Robinson's the pick. In the third, Brian Robinson would add. Oh hell yeah! I mean, this yes. is we talking tail end of the third, going into the fourth here. Like, yes. Brian Robinson adds something to this offense. That's he could be the starting tough, running back bro. for the Eagles. Absolutely, for four years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. See here. I think Brian Robinson. I think Brian Rob. I think Brian Robinson. It's not even Yo, close. We gotta get the controls to somebody else. So man, Gail be going. He be going. Same, I'm, with just, the I'm, just, I'm just thinking. Who's on the, bro, I, I have not. I have not flexed my Howie muscle yet. This is true, Brandon. Uh, no, but this is what Howie does. He's just too. like the the scouts are like, "Yo, just take this dude." And he's like, uh. "I would. I would want. Yeah, I hear you. I, I let y'all. I let y'all take over my Pierce pick on that one." I, I like Brian Robinson. I mean, it's I'm just I was hoping I could get him in in the fourth round. If you yeah. think he's still gonna be there, I just I don't what think, do think he's gonna be there. I don't think he's gonna be there. Do we have do we do we pick an edge yet? No, we Kelly said we didn't take a linebacker. We took linebacker. We took Chad Muma. Yeah, we took Muma. Oh, this is the, the longest part ever. Boy. Uh, we're gonna go with uh Brian Robinson. Get us the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Moving into the fourth round of the NFL mock draft. Yeah, if Drake Jackson's still sitting there, I'm looking the at edge, edge and tight end, edge tight end. Yeah. That, that's what I'm looking at here. Because here's here comes the value. Yeah, we got Damon Pierce on the board. Rashid. Well, we took what you want to call it already. Robinson. Jackie, Jack Sandberg, Kyle, Kyron Williams, no. JoJo, Darian Beavers. Yeah, not so much. D'Angelo Malone. Malone is interesting for like Kentucky. Let's go. Yeah, as, as a rush. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do uh, Malone here. Chill, 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 chill. Jesse, <laughs> we're taking our sweet time the last couple of picks, and then we're gonna jump the I got we didn't even scroll once yet. I guess ooh, Jake Ferguson's still there. What other tight ends are there? Yo, we could get Charlie Kohler, man. I feel like yeah. he, he, we could get some value at tight end. Yeah. I, I just can't see enough for us at edge rusher. I say we get yeah. D'Angelo Malone here. I not mad at it. Malone's cool. I think it. And that's my point, though. In the fourth, you just got Malone could start on some teams. That's why it's like interesting, man. Interesting. That's the type, but D'Angelo Malone's the kind of guy that you want to get, though, because that's the guy that can mm. sit behind our guys and right, then and take over. Exactly. Yeah. Moving into the f- f- fifth round, pick one fifty four. We got Hassan Haskins on the board, Taekwon Thornton, uh, Cordell Volson, North Dakota State, Kingsley Inigbare made it to the fourth round. No, fifth round. I think that's where he ends up, bro, to be quite honest. I think he he ends up in that fourth, fifth round. 
Jerome Ford on the board. Justin Ross. Shit. Take that take that waiver on Ross. Fuck it. Romeo Do you think he's going to be there in the next pick? Because we pick in. It's possible. We pick in eight picks. At, at 160. Is Kohler still there? 62, yeah. Yep. That's all I want to say. Kohler. Start. Yeah. Kohler will still be there, though, I feel like. Bull Melton okay. still on the board. We could take um, who were you we talking about before Kohler? Uh, we're talking about uh, Justin, Justin Ross. Ross. We're talking about um, be... Jerome Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a razor still on there? The punter? Possibly. Because I think him, I didn't see Kohler, his, I didn't see his name. Him, Kohler, and like someone else would be crazy in the fifth round. You get those during the fifth. They got the specialists, don't they? I don't see. The I thought they board. did. Uh, put his name in a certain fine player. What, how, how, how do you spell his name again? Just put A R A I, and then it'll probably pop up. Nope. A R I A. Oop. Reza. Oh. I think it's a Reza. Maybe they don't have special yeah, teams. A R A. Nah, they have special teams. Oh, he somebody took him. All right, that makes sense that he's gone by the fifth. Um, Caleb Evans, Justin Ross, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, Charlie Kohler, right here. Pretty much any of those guys. Kohler is still there. Rob Melton, too. Is this like a special teams linebacker? Or listen, if anything, hell, go Ross, Kohler, Bailey, Zach, and take whoever we got in the seventh round. Yeah, Dubs is on there. What about Kingsley? Yeah, that see, my my man Peace, no, my man Pete, no, that Armor Davis. He he's still him. there. He's developing the corner. Yeah, he's still. He's absolutely still on the on the board. He, you could keep scrolling down. They have him ranked low as hell on this thing for some reason. That's stupid. Uh oh, maybe he moved. He's gone, they bro. Have, oh, they took him. Oh man. All right, let's go, Col- Let's go, Charlie Kohler. Justin Ross. Cool. Yeah. The number one fifty-four pick. We pick Iowa State. Charlie Kohler. Heading into the number one sixty-two pick in the bootleg Force and John draft. Ooh, um, before we, we pick, it. um, Ross, who's left it? Um, Ross is gone. Ross is gone. Uh, we need to yeah, get a. Li- we need to get offensive line. Hmm. Who's left? Yeah. Tackle or guard? We need to take an offensive lineman. Fedarian Lowe from Illinois. We have a. Uh, Cade Mays from uh, Tennessee, Chris Owens, Alabama. Donovan West. Logan Bruce from Wisconsin. You, Malcolm Rodriguez. You guys like Rodriguez? Undersized, but he gives a hell of a lot of effort. Yeah. Kelly Deach 
from Arizona State? If we go on O-line, Max Mitchell, maybe, but probably Donovan West. I'm not in love with any of those offensive linemen, though. Yeah, do you want to just take a cornerback now and then take a lineman on the next pick? We got Jack Jones. We've got Chase Lucas, cornerback. Maybe Josh Job from uh, Alabama too. He's uh he's not really talked about, but he was playing well on tape as well. Sam Webb. Hip, Sam Webb is definitely a sleeper too. Yeah, something? they definitely took they definitely took a razor off off the off the year. Yeah, yeah. Who you guys want to go? Smoke Monday safety, Auburn. <laughs> uh you guys said you wanted a cornerback, right? I was just trying to see yeah. who's there. On Haskins, Sacondra Saquandre White. Oh, we don't need him. Nah. Is Zion McCollum still up there or he's going already? He's, he's still here. I think that's the pick for him. Yeah. If he's still there. Yep, he's still there. Yeah, probably Zion McCollum. Pick 166. Eagle still on the board here. Set O lineman. We're, throw, we're throwing darts. Nah, oh, yeah, we're into the round. I mean, I mean fifth round. at this point, the, you know, Smack Max Mitchell Monday. isn't terrible. Oh, Melton's like, still around? He, yeah, I mean, Melton gives you that return, the return upside. Um, if Marquise Bell is still there, I would take Marquise Bell. Is um McKinley from Oregon still there? He had to have gone earlier. Verone? Yeah, no, still still That's crazy. I'm gonna go Verone. I'm cool with that if if uh yeah, you got know. I don't understand how he's still there. Moving into the sixth round. Boy, if you're here, you got the sickness. Word. Respect to you if you stuck it out, man. Yo, if we walked away on this weekend with this draft, oh yeah, I go crazy. But it's not gonna happen. That's why we. <laughs> that's why we get to enjoy it now, bro. Kyle right. Hamilton, Andrew Booth, Chad Muma, Jalen Tolbert, Brian Robinson, D'Angelo Malone, Kolar, and Zion McCollum, and mm. and bro McKinley. That's crazy. That's more starters in one draft than you're getting like the last three combined. That's why I love sad. this draft because it's just stock value city, bro. Dude value city, play, man. Value it's city. like everybody declared at the same time, and I'm like, yo, you know how many undrafted free agents gonna end up contributing? Because there's just it's not it's, enough picks, yo. It's our last pick, uh, pick two thirty seven. Oh, I, I Isaiah Pacheco, well, Abram Smith now from Baylor. Uh, Tyler Algier from the offensive line standpoint. If it's anybody worthwhile. Andrew Stubner, Stuber from Michigan. Offensive what, wide what wide receivers left? 
Yo, is Charleston Rambo still there? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Geiger, think, Kaylin Geiger. I think it might be Charleston Rambo, fly. bro. Ontario Drummond from Ole Miss. Charleston Rambo's by far the best one still there. Let's see here. Charleston Rambo. They drew first blood. Huh. Last pick in the mock draft. The mock mock draft. Oh, I mean, uh, interesting. We came away with some interesting picks here. Yeah. So number 15 overall, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, 15th overall pick. Number 18th overall, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback Clemson. Number 51 overall, Chad Muma, linebacker, Wyoming. Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver, South Alabama with 83rd pick. Brian Robinson Jr., the power back from Alabama, 101. D'Angelo Malone, we, we get an edge late from Western Kentucky. Did have a visit with the uh, Eagles already. Charlie Charlie Collar from Iowa State, tight end, pick number 154. Zion McCollum, cornerback, Sam Houston State. Number 162, 166, Verone McKinley, safety out of Oregon. And the last pick of the bootleg draft from fourth and John, Charleston Rambo, wide receiver, Miami. Wow, dude. Uh, Todd says he likes it. <laughs> Adam said we got Coach Stoutland going to have to coach us some undrafted folks. <laughs> Uh, Paul says, if we did this draft, this will be the best draft we've ever had done. I know how he will never listen to us. Pete says, this is probably the best bootleg draft we've had so far. Uh, hey, man, if you stuck it out, man, an hour, hour and 45 minutes. Um, If you go through it, Hamilton starter, Booth starter, Moon yeah. starter, Jalen Tolbert starter, Brian Robinson is a starter on the team at points. He will get starting reps with this team. D'Angelo yeah. Malone, he is a huge upside guy. Kolar, he yeah. is the tight end too tight immediately. End too. Zion yeah. McCollum, he could he's gonna be an awesome dude to have on the team as well. And Charleston Rambo, that's a dude that's gonna play too. Like he's that's the guy. So right there, that's that's all starters or guys with tremendous upside. Absolutely. Y'all did a y'all did a f- phenomenal job. We didn't have too many arguments. I, I think we all kind of like we in the mid rounds. We kind of had a couple guys that we were, you know, figuring out. But uh, I think overall we got some good talent. I think uh, again, man, we're 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 two days away from the draft. Oh I think. my gosh, so close, Mal. Mal, you uh head down to the link, right? Nah, bro, I gotta work. I got a I got a third lap episode that I absentmindedly scheduled for the NFL draft, so I'll be getting that out. But uh, I can't wait till Friday or Saturday. Y'all know you know I'm in the building, man. Yes, sir. Uh, last question from Brandy says: Does Rager get traded this weekend at all? It wouldn't shock me. I yeah. mean, him and Sanders have both been on the block the whole offseason. I, I, I so. think Dillard does. Yeah. Yeah, I Dillard. think Dillard is going to be a part of the Jets trade. Hmm. Hey, talk, speak that into existence. I'm, I'm feeling that. No, because I, I think Becton wants out from New York, so I think they're going to need Dillard. 
Okay. All right. Um, Brand says he says the Eagles are listening to calls from me. This is this is true. And people this are better. I think I think Pete uh, he does get traded. But yeah, man, I know this has been a long one. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around again. Shout out to Chris Malley and Mal Davis uh, for sticking around Absolutely. and giving us another little flavor. How about Kyle Hamilton falling to us? That was nice. Or, or one of our last mock jet. That's kind of nice. Um, overall, I mean, we got good value. Uh, shout out yeah. to Evan Hollywood Hearn, that's who's out here working hard for the money. Shout out to Prime, who is uh, out there with the family at the Phillies game, getting rained out. Uh, But, yeah, any any last words, Mal, before we get out of here? Yo, just always happy to be here, man. Congratulations to the homie Mally, like, to see how far you've come in the two years that I've known you. It's a testament to your hard work and just the the type of person that you are. So just excited to see you keep grinding, keep rising, keep hustling. I'm going to get you on the third lap, my boy. We're going to make that happen. Um, Gail. Appreciate you as always for continuing to keep me on and keep me around. You know what I mean? I always enjoy talking football with y'all. Um, Hollywood Hearn, Prime, y'all boys, y'all know I love y'all, man. Um, yeah, it's excited for Thursday, bro. Can't wait. Just locked in. Whoever the hell schedule a Sixers game and a draft on the same day, killing me. Um, but hopefully how we nails the draft, the Sixers could close out Toronto and be a, a good Thursday, man. That's all I'm hoping for. Mally. Yeah, absolutely. Now, always appreciate the support and kind of words, my guy. Um, you know, as always, I always got you. And yo, I'll hop on the show whenever, man. Just let me know. And I'll, I'll be yes, there. Sir. You know, yeah. I'm glad that we got to do this, man. Draft season is always a good time. But yeah, I mean, anyone that anyone in the chat, thank you as always for stopping in, interacting with us. You keep us going. It's awesome, and it is impressive, but also sad for the Eagles that we know just as much and more than the front office. <laughs> that's, not, that's not here or there, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I can't wait for Thursday. Obviously, I wish that's I saw fun. some of you guys down at the link, but I'll see you guys throughout the offseason and down at games. But I want to watch the Sixers at home. I want to watch the draft at home. And I'm yeah. going to be rushing home from work after 730. So I'll be there. I'll have my pizza and wings. I'll be chilling, man. I'll be chilling. It's, but, yeah. It's going to be a weird day, dude. Everyone, get your sweat tailor, man. Discount C Mally ST get you that friends and family discount for all you guys. But yeah, I'm telling you, if you want to dress like Chris Long, Nick Foles, Jason Kelsey, any of the NFL prospects coming up, sweat there. We'll plug it too. Every other Friday, the third lap podcast, every other Sunday, mind your mentals, man. Get on that. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man. I'm we're gonna be down there probably at the Phillies game earlier in the day because we're nuts like that. And then we're going to go move from the Phillies game into the draft party. Um, if you guys are down there, stop by, say what's up. Uh, we're going to just be just getting content and just really watching this draft. And you really just – this is just a, a mental process for any draft head out there. Like, if you, if you don't get it, you don't get it. That's it's cool. We do. Like, we love the shit. Um, I'm excited for the, the next steps of this Eagles team. Um, and uh, moving forward, man, um, hoping to a great draft. Um, but we'll see you guys in the next one. And as always, yes, fly, Eagles, fly.